0: How's it going, everybody? Adrian here, and welcome back to the Gaming Observer for Wednesday, March the 10th. We are continuing the streak of not having very much news to talk about. I don't know what's going on this week, but I've got three things for you here today, so let's jump in. Uh, First of all, let's talk about Fortnite. Haven't talked about Fortnite in a long time on this show. The game is going to be concluding its Chapter 2 Season 5, uh, having its finale on March 16th, which is obviously next week. And for the first time ever, instead of doing a huge multi-person, usually world-changing event. Uh, They're going to be offering a single-player story event in order to finish the season. So if you want to play it, then it's just going to activate the first time that you log on to the game for season six. Narratively, it's going to be a conclusion to chapter five story, which followed Agent Jones on his mission to recruit characters from different intellectual properties. That included uh, The Mandalorian, God of War, Halo, The Walking Dead, The Terminator, G.I. Joe, among others. If you haven't played Fortnite in a while, They've got a lot of fun things going there. Anyway, I'm super happy to see that Fortnite's still going strong. The kind of storytelling that they do with games as a service is super effective, even though it probably requires a lot of crunch from the employees. That's obviously not great, but it's it's definitely a landmark game in our history. There's no doubting that. The mobile version of League of Legends is going to be arriving in open beta in the Americas on March 29th. Now, if you don't know, this version is called League of Legends Wild Rift, as it's not a direct port of the game, but more of an adaptation to make the game suitable for mobile. Less craziness going on, basically. Uh, It was already in open beta in Europe and Asia, and it has seen quite a bit of success. And they are also planning on releasing a console version of Wild Rift at some point. Though there's no word yet on when everything is not just going to be on console, but also fully released out out of beta. Anyway, if you were waiting to get your hands on the game and you were in America or Canada or South America, there's your chance. Okay, and the final story for today. If you were hoping to get your hands on one of the games that were a part of Mario's 35th anniversary, this is your official warning that you've only got three weeks left until March 31st. Now, obviously, the biggest one is Super Mario 3D All-Stars. That's the bundle of Mario Sunshine, Mario 64, Mario Galaxy, uh, all on the Switch. It's also your last opportunity to try Super Mario Bros. 35, which is a free Mario Battle Royale on the Switch. And then there's also the collector's item of the Super Mario Game & Watch, which is the mini handheld console. All of those things either disappear or cease manufacturing at the end of this month. And this doesn't happen very often, right? You don't usually see a game planned to have a limited release in this way, especially digital games. Uh, It's a pretty sucky way to create, like, artificial FOMO, in my opinion. Like, why can't Super Mario All-Stars stick around forever? But it's what we have to deal with for now, so if you knew you were going to buy it, don't wait too much longer. Otherwise, folks, that is pretty much everything from today. Thank you so much for tuning in, I hope you're doing extremely well. I'll be back tomorrow with the news, and until next time, happy gaming, everyone. Hello, it's the TGO After Show. Oh, what do I have to talk about today? I don't have very many games to talk about, like usual. Also, did like, did video game publishers just collectively decide that this week wasn't their week? I can't remember a video game news drought in a very long time. I mean, it's only been three days, but even that, like, I I don't remember this feeling of like, hey, I gotta cut the show short multiple times in a row. Like, I haven't had to do that in a long time. Maybe it's a good thing. Sometimes I get a little overwhelmed with how much news there is that I have to fit into a five minute show. Maybe it's better to uh, be on the lower side of things. I don't know. Or, you know, maybe it's time to introduce some other things to the show if it can't make it to the full five minutes. Like, what if I highlighted an indie game or something? I don't know if people want their Monday to Friday news show to have anything other than news. Like, I've been pretty formulaic about that, in a sense. Like, I I give you the news no matter what there was. I might go longer, I might go shorter, but you know what you're getting. And then, you know, I have room to explore on this show and on the weekend. Because I actually have plenty of listeners who only do listen Monday to Friday. The analytics show a dip on the weekends. And that was before I even, you know, made weekend shows, variety shows. I used to do news seven days of the week. I don't know how I did that. There is no news on the weekends, but... Oh, here's something I can talk about. I just finished reading a book. It's called The Way of Kings by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, this is the first book in the Cosmere universe. or Sorry, not the first book in the Cosmere. The first book of the Stormlight Archive, which is a planned 10-part series. And the Stormlight Archive takes place in the Cosmere universe, which has a whole bunch of other series of novels. It's sci-fi fantasy. And it is extremely good. It is... You know, Brandon Sanderson is a very prolific author. He writes like two books a year, three books a year. It's ridiculous. He has a very dedicated fan base. He's one of the most popular authors on Audible because he has the longest Audible books. And this is the first book of like his Lord of the Rings, you know, his... Wheel of Time. His grand epic. And I'm just relishing every moment. I I blasted through this first book. I really should have slowed down a little bit, but now I have to wait because me and my friend were reading them at the same time. But man, oh man, is that ever a book. That is such a good, such a good read. It's like, you, you might remember I read all of the Witcher books like sometime last year, and those were books that everybody told me were really good. And you know, they were, they were good, but they weren't to me, in my opinion, that great. And that might have been a translation thing, that might have been an author-style thing, but it definitely did not resonate with me that much. But this book is really something else. And I also know that that Sanderson isn't for everybody as well, you know. But boy, if if I would love to see anything turned into a video game adapted from a book, it would be one of his IPs. I mean, Mistborn is also really good. I think it might even work better. In part because he is also a gamer, and, you know, has, has an investment in seeing his games be the next Witcher 3. Or whatever there is. So anyway, if you were looking for a good, chunky, lengthy, high fantasy novel, check out the Stormlight Archive. Folks, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm off. Farewell.